Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories. Let's get together and tune our imagination. I'm so excited about today. And if you've been listening to Arts Any Radio, I thank you. We've been on a little bit of a break, a little bit of a pandemic, uh, oh, just pause, you, you could say. And we're back live in the studio. And I come back into the studio and everything is brand new. New equipment, new chairs, new microphones, new tables. Wow, I feel like I've been in a little bit of a time warp. <laughs> but the thing I want to do is start off with some really glorious music. This is Steve Martin and Edie Brickell, Sun's Gonna Shine, and I think you're absolutely going to love this tune. So let's take a listen. of true love you got the charm you got appeal i got to let you go so long sweet embraces so long summertime you got the power you got the faith you got the burning fever you got the night you got the day i got the old dark cloud the sun is gonna shine again 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 Again. 
And that was Edie Brickell, the beautiful song. Steve Martin, Sun's Gonna Shine. That was from the um, Sirius XM Coffee House, which is one of my stations when I need a little bit of just good, you know, acoustic music. That's the place that I go. And I, I love that song. It really is something that is incredibly joyful. And I think we all need a little bit of that. And I, and I think it, the sun is going to shine again. You know, I want to say welcome back to the Arts Any Radio Studio. I am thrilled to return to these studios to share this time with you. And I want to thank um, that the, that tune again. And there's going to be more of that, and you can get more of that. We'll tell you about that a little bit later today. I think this music makes me feel a little grounded and certainly full of hope and new beginnings, which is how we ended last week's uh, rebroadcast. Because we've been through something. We are here live in the studio today on Division Street in downtown Northfield. It's mid-February 22, and we've been stuck in this pandemic time warp. I think about it, and I think it's been two years or two months or maybe two minutes. I don't know. It's a very strange time that's happening. You know, I feel like I'm as disoriented as I imagine a bear coming out of hibernation. How much time has passed? What phase is this? How do we keep safe? What is it we're doing now? What have we been through and how long will this take to process? These are important questions for us to consider. And I think what we have to allow ourselves is that this will take time. But one of the other aspects of this experience is thinking about, well, how did I handle my pandemic time? Where did the enthusiasm, remember those first few days when we decided that we all had to shut down? And I think, I know, I thought, well, okay, this is good. I can handle this. I'm going to, you know, get back on exercising regularly. I've got all these art projects and organizing projects I want to do. And well, here we are. (laughs) I don't know about you, but not everything quite got accomplished the way that I I thought it was going to. Uh, But, you know, maybe I'm coming out of the fog, a little clearer vision of what's next and what's important. And that's a pretty great thing. But we're in this transition space. And I think once we we get past this and move into what next, one of the things that can help us is the arts. And I strongly believe that. And I think that we need more dancing, more music, more writing, more drawing, more shows. And I have missed sharing all these experiences with you. So I think the imagination is ready for the sunshine of art. Today in Arts Any Radio, I'm going to welcome from the Northfield Arts Guild, Anna Olson, performing arts manager at the Northfield Arts Guild, as well as Madison Hughes, the visual arts manager. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Hi. Hi. Nice oh, to be here. It's fabulous. You guys sound great on these new microphones. And I, I got the button right, so <laughs> this is good. And uh, we are going to be talking about the theater production, Bright Star, which has some of that music we just listened to, the Northfield All School Art Show, and the upcoming Imagination Celebration. There are lots of more details and we're going to be able to cover here on NorthfieldArtsGuild.org. So you can go visit that to get many of those things. Uh, Bright Star is uh, a... Well, we'll talk about that, because I, first I want to get a little <laughs> bit more into uh, meeting with Anna and Madison. So why don't you, It's both of you been on the show before, but why don't you reintroduce yourselves to our listeners a little bit about um, who you are and, uh, you know, your role at the Arts Guild and a little bit about your world. Sure, I'll start. Uh, my name is Anna Olson. I am the performing arts manager for the Guild. Um, I've been there a little over six months now. It's wonderful to work here in Northfield. Um, we've already put on 
two theater productions. I don't want to miss any. Uh, and we are now getting ready for Bright Star, our big musical. So excited to be putting on live theater again. Yeah, that must be, feel pretty incredible to mm-hmm. be able to make that happen because there were times when we weren't sure. Yeah, right? yeah, and the Guild did some great things during the pandemic, doing some online virtual shows, but we are definitely excited to give the experience of live theater again. That's exciting, and congrats on six months. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a wonderful thing, and it feels like maybe those will be some of the more difficult days, right? Oh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, remind us again a little bit about your work and, and your role at the Arts Guild. Yeah, my name is Madison Hughes. I'm the Visual Arts Manager. Um, I've been at the Guild for seven months. I beat <laughs> Anna out by a month. And you, you're not like the big sister that rubs that in at all? Uh, no. <laughs> she helps me out a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I've been here since the summer and um, been... Uh, helping get art up in our galleries and around town and helping local artists uh, sell their art in our shop. So it's been really great. I've met a lot of, but not all of the artists around Northfield and everyone here is wonderful and welcoming. Good. I'm so glad you both have had positive experiences. Does it feel like maybe there's a transition happening at the Guild uh, that uh, that you know, ether of, you know, returning is is moving into the world? You know, I really felt it a lot when I first started here. So back in the summer, we were really starting those all those new projects. We had the um, Riverfront Arts Festival, and we had our first show back. So right now, it kind of feels a little more like, okay, we're just, we've got the momentum, and we're going to keep it rolling. I like that momentum is, and actually, momentum can be such a positive thing, because it can be infectious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I agree. Uh, what we'll talk about later, the all-school art show, uh, is titled Better Together, which the teachers came up with that title because uh, they wanted to talk about the fact that we're getting back together in live spaces and being able to do art together. And so I think that momentum is building and people are really searching for connection through art. And that's one thing I think, like I mentioned, I I do believe that art is important at this time, right? To Mm. not only process what happened, but just to bring us together, to help us to kind of maybe go to uh, little different places in our imagination and play. I think that's uh, something maybe it's been harder to do. Mm -hmm. So all of these things. And so I'm so excited that both of you are here for our first live show in a a little while. Tell us about your art world world, and if there's uh, one thing that brings sunshine to your world or things that you love to do, uh, you know, shows you like to see, uh, if you do any art yourself, what's your connection to the art world? I uh, am a musical theater junkie, so I'm super (laughs) excited to be working with Bright Star right now. Um, But my passion really is in uh, doing music directing and everything. And so I actually have a really fun opportunity right now where a um, church musical that I've worked with for a few years in the past here is now doing their their show again they do one show a year and this is the time and they're doing shrek the musical and uh one of my really good friends is the music director for that but she wanted a little extra help so i've gotten to go in and be with the cast and help with vocal directing and i've been doing that every sunday for the past four or five weeks here and it's just honestly i said to them the first day i was like i my my spirit just feels so like filled right now that i get to be here with you guys and the 
kind of interesting thing about it is that musical, that show, that group that I am working with now is the group that I was working with last uh, two years ago in March 2020 when everything shut down. So it kind of feels like we've come full circle a little bit to me where I was doing the show, we had to cancel performances, but now, right now, we're we're back, we're doing it. So that that's where my joy comes from right now. <laughs> that feels like a, a complete perfect circle. Exactly. Wonderful. How about mm-hmm. for you, Madison? Yeah, I um, started my interest in art through art history and being someone who appreciated art. Um, since then, I've dabbled in doing my own art. Um, I really like bookmaking. I took a couple classes um, in that, and I really like being able to work with my hands. Uh, lately, I've been uh, working on my drawing skills. I play Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm trying to draw all my characters. Um, I love that. What a great experience that would be. Yeah, and playing, like, online with friends was huge during the pandemic because I couldn't see people. And so now I'm doing art based off of one of my main activities during the pandemic. (laughs) I think that's a great thing to take what you're already having, enjoying and maybe add a little bit of an art experience to it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great. I've always been curious about that Dungeons and Dragons. I've heard (laughs) about it. but um, And so I think the idea of drawing your character must actually help you get to know your character mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it gives you like a different dimension mm-hmm. and maybe gives you some strategy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It really helps to visualize. Like you can make, you can look online for inspiration of what people have drawn, but I think drawing it yourself, like you can actually see like, can they carry all these things? <laughs> no, but I'm going to make them anyways. <laughs> you get to make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's fabulous. I, I was also thinking, you know, both of you have designations as visual or um, performance arts. Uh, do you work together when things are happening at the Guild? So, you know, there's a crossover in, in your roles? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, that has been a big thing um, for us is uh, making sure that we're all connected. And so for larger events, we obviously... Um, talk about what we're doing for the event um we're having a up gallery show one of our upcoming up gallery shows is actually going to be art um that represents the guild and the theater and cvro and so me and anna have been working on that together so yeah we work together a lot yeah we also whenever we try to do a big event so for winter walk and for the upcoming imagination celebration there's always a visual arts aspect and sort of a performing arts aspect. So uh, for Winter Walk, we had upstairs in the dance studio a lot of performers and fun music all night long. And for Imagination Celebration, we'll have some performance-based activities going on for kids up there. Yeah, that was good. I'm glad to hear that. It feels like that's a th- there's opportunities then to expand each of the things that you're doing and mm-hmm. to make the experience even you know bigger. Yeah, everything is so connected in the arts world. That's one of the reasons I love theater so much is because you get the performing aspect, but you also get a lot of visual arts aspects. You have the set design and the lighting and everything kind of comes together in this one medium. Yeah, and so let's talk about the beginnings of each of these shows. Uh, One is the, as you mentioned, Better Together, which the teachers came up with a name for that, which is absolutely perfect. Uh, The Northfield All School Art Show. Tell us about, you know, I think they might have been, Did how many years did they miss doing this? Um, so it was two years. We still had um, the show, but um, 
basically it was virtual tours and one thing the teachers brought up is in the past years um, they haven't been able to install the show together there's been time slots really when they could come in um, and this year everyone was able to come in at the same time it basically took a whole day uh, all of the teachers and me and some of them brought uh, friends or family members to help uh, and put up the show there's a lot of artwork in there and so yeah um, it did happen during uh, the bigger days of the pandemic but it was very different and there is a lack of connection maybe uh, yeah so the show continued just in a different form but now it's back to where there are people visiting and the teachers all got to see each other that was one of the things that i heard from some of the teachers that i know who said that they hadn't in person seen those other teachers that teach at different schools across the community and yeah. and, and so for people that haven't been this, into this show or don't know what do you tell people when you say this is the northfield all school art show yeah, I would say expect to be there for a while if you want to look at all the art. Because it is the all-school art show. You have work from kindergarten through 12th grade. Uh, it shows off this progression of art curriculum. And I, I think that's what it's about. It's showing that no matter what age, you can do art and you can build on your skills and there is a huge variety there of uh, talents and different assignments are represented um, and different mediums as well. Uh, so if you want to go in there, it's super colorful, super inviting, <laughs> and there's so much there. That's what I would say. Floor to ceiling, wall to wall, every space is covered with this you know, glorious art that just you know, tugs at your heart, it um, delights you, it amazes you. It's it's really an incredible show. And I think it's one of the ones that I feel I, I get most inspired from when mm -hmm. I go to see that. So folks should definitely check that out. That's in the gallery now through March 12th. Correct. And yep. So there's uh, a lot of time to see it. But I think you need to go back a few times. You need to book <laughs> a few spaces to mm -hmm. go. And uh, tell us how uh, Bright Star came to the Guild. It sounds like uh, this is an amazing musical. It's, of course, uh, started with the music that we, you know, played, but I, you know, it's taken on a bigger role and now it's here in Northfield. Yeah. So I, I will say this has become one of my favorite shows, I think, which I kind of, it's hard for me to say because I'm not usually a bluegrass fan. So I know that there are probably some people out there who are like, eh, this, you know, bluegrass music, maybe not for me. I guarantee you, you will come out of there enjoying what you have seen. The story is just so incredibly moving. There's lots of upbeat songs. There's a lot of more moving songs. And then there's just this classic Americana story that weaves it all together. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you. I not a huge fan of the banjo music I, i'll admit that and <laughs> yeah. so my so what my kids tell me is because uh, i think when they were really little i made some joke like don't name your dog banjo <laughs> so now of course all they're doing is they're all planning the dog that they're going to get or the cat they're going to get and it's named banjo uh so that's kind of a family fun but because you know it's just so but there is something about the way steve martin plays the banjo and then you add the voice of Edie brickell mm -hmm. and it it caught me and I was pulled into it. And so if it's the same music mm -hmm. and a do is there a banjo in the? Yes, there is a banjo in the pit orchestra. We have a, 
fantastic music di- music director Kristen Cavell who's doing uh, the pit orchestra. We've got banjo, guitar, live music, uh, piano, violin, um, percussion. Everything's covered, and um, yeah, I I just think Steve Martin is such a talented person and you don't always expect this from him but he's taken on he does what he's he enjoys and he plays banjo and has been writing all these this beautiful music with Edie Brickell and the two of them then eventually turned kind of this story into what is now Bright Star. Yeah, how did that happen? Do you know any of, of the history or how it became, you know, because at first it, w- it was just the collection of songs that they'd written and loved and performed. And yeah, so, I, I, and I'm not 100% positive on all of this, but from what I understand, the two of them partnered together and, and wrote this album. And one of the songs on the album um, was called Sarah Jane and the Iron Mountain Baby. And this song just kind of, they were fiddling around one day, kind of going through things and... um Edie was singing a little thing. Something goes, oh, that sounds like a train. I'm going to see, you know, what are, what's some folklore behind trains and found this story called the Iron Mountain Baby. Um, it's basically this true story of a um, elderly gentleman who was walking, kind of trying to pick up uh, wood and stuff down near a train track and heard a train go by and then suddenly heard the crying sounds of a baby and found a baby in a suitcase um, that had been tossed from the train. And this story spread throughout um, the, the country and lots of folklore came around it. So the musical itself kind of has a little bit of a jumping off point there, but they definitely took a lot of liberties, made this really moving story um, that was just inspired by this story of the Iron Mountain Baby. Yeah, that, that's interesting that uh, based on true events and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, the great thing about a story like that is you immediately put yourself in the position of, what what would I do if I yeah. found a baby? Yeah. And, and so you can imagine it could go a million different directions. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's become this musical, Bright Star, which I didn't know about till I read about it in the Arts Guild. Well, great. Yeah. Anna just filled me in on that, like this morning. <laughs> the story night. of the baby. The, the, story, the story of the baby, and I had like I yeah. would not have. And I would thought. definitely say it's it's loosely based on this. That might be a plot point, but it's not the entire story. Um, the story focuses on Alice Murphy, who is this literary editor in. Um, the 40s. And then we kind of, in the first number, she takes us back in time and she takes us to her childhood growing up in um, Ashland. And we learn about what who she was like back then and her family and other characters um, in this town. And then, you know, through through her story, we are brought back to what is what is this baby connection and um, who is she today and how has she changed? And it's a musical. So, and it's a musical. <laughs> so, so some of these tunes and more that, uh, that are maybe just for the show, or there's some music just written. Yeah, so I think most of the songs, like, so The Sun is Gonna Shine, which was the song we um, started the program with, uh, was written for the show. The song uh, Sarah Jane and the Iron Mountain Baby was not in the show. It's not for the show, but it kind of was their jumping off point. And I know that they've written, they wrote other songs, other, uh, folk songs that were not included. So the show is all brand new music. Um, it's, it's just so gorgeous. And there's a whole ensemble cast that adds just these gorgeous, beautiful harmonies in almost every single number. Um, 
So it's it's just inc- incredibly beautiful music. I can't gush about it enough, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I would think for the performers being able to do some of that ensemble work and harmonize together and be mm-hmm. live singing has to feel incredibly uh, emotional to, to be doing that now after our, a gap of, of unsure, uh, not being able to know you know, if we're going to come back on the stage. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think music is one of the things that has been hardest to do during the pandemic because, frankly, Zoom just, y- you can't, there's so many time delays. And uh, even if you're going to go for it and put on a huge, you know, oh, we did all these individual recordings and mix them together. If you don't know how music recording works, you might not understand this, but that means that each person is sitting in a room completely silent by themselves, listening through a headset and then singing out and just trying to record only their voice. So it's really one of the most isolating ways of doing music. So to be able to come back and, and sing together in person, I know is incredibly moving for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's some really good singers. I, I should mention Birch Carlson is mm-hmm. is playing, what is the name of her character? Alice Murphy. That no, is, she's the, the, the lead role. Literary yes. editor. And uh, we've, you've been to an Arts Guild production, you might have heard her voice before. That's going to be one that I'll look forward to hearing. And I'm sure there's many others in this this show as well are they all um you know are singing singing parts yes everyone everyone sings in the show um and like i said sometimes with an ensemble you kind of walk on stage and sing one thing and then get off but this ensemble is on stage almost all the time so they're really part of the storytelling part of the what's moving the story forward I am so excited. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great to hear. And the, the, let's flip back to the All School Arts show. I would imagine, too, although these pieces weren't created with the idea of, you know, being together in a show, mm-hmm. uh, you do see what you mentioned, the the progression mm-hmm. of. And so I like to suggest to people to start, if it's your first time viewing, go to the left <laughs> and see the kindergarten and then kind of walk the room in a circle and you'll get to the, you know, when you can see when you commit years of time and exercise and practice. I just love that evolution that mm-hmm. is apparent no matter what the project is. You can just see and the, the you know, the, they all have magic to them, but those kindergarten ones have some <laughs> special. <laughs> is that something that, that, you know, you tell people or ta- have experienced people who walk in and see the show? Yeah, um, I've heard that. Uh, you can definitely see when you walk in there's like this huge variety but it does it starts on the left basically and it goes around and the high school has all of the right hand side basically so um you can definitely uh walk through looking at the progression um and the teachers wrote up uh, some information about how they see their art curriculum. I love um, that. I have to say that I think that might be a new addition. It is, I think, yeah. It kind of gives the teacher's philosophy, mm-hmm. the uh, way that they were guided or guided the children through it. And you could just feel their joy or their, their you know, their delight in mm-hmm. being a part of this experience for, you know, helping people to move forward in their art. It's just, it's a really incredible thing. Yeah, I I think it's a great thing to have. And, you know, parents can also uh, look at what the teachers are saying about how they're teaching. And if they have a kindergartner, they can read through what 
the middle school art teacher says and the high school art teacher says and what you know their kid has to come with the art curriculum and what their child could do in a couple years. Yeah, I think that's one thing this community is really known for is being able, I, and I do think the teachers work collaboratively on some of the skills that, you know, you as you move through the mm-hmm. art curriculum so that by the time you get to that high school program you've you know got a good foundation and so I loved looking at that and seeing what the teachers you know uh, I think some of the kindergarten words were like you know art explorer and (laughs) you know listening or just and, and and I thought too so many of these skills are skills that are you know, applicable to so many different things, like like just the art of practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes. one of the teachers mentioned taking care of your tools, and I thought, you know, that that's that can carry you through so many things. Mm-hmm. And so that's why art is such an important element to our educational program. Right, definitely. And is there any piece of that uh, teacher's words and philosophies and advice that struck you, or uh, you know, uh, you you want to reflect back to to, to tell people about today? Yeah, I think uh, something uh, that struck me um, was definitely talking about um, several of the elementary school teachers that end up teaching kindergarten through fifth grade, which is a huge age gap. (laughs) Right, there's a big range of abilities and uh, listening and (laughs) patience. Yeah, and when thinking about the... Uh, different philosophies they shared for um, how they work with the different age groups and also the different uh, assignments that they had. You're not going to give the same assignment to a kindergartner as a (laughs) fifth grader. Um, That range that like they have to have uh, in order to teach that really struck me because you can you can see it um, there's a big difference between the elementary school and the high school but even within the elementary school you're building so many foundational skills for art and everything else and um, that is just impressive to me uh, working with that range of ages that I would agree that they have uh, superpowers <laughs> to be able to do that I love the high school art teachers that mentioned the two things that they uh, I don't know if they use the word focus but the two elements were creativity and building relationships and a lot of times you don't think about that in how important that is to art and and that creating that safe space, that mm-hmm. um, trust, that uh, ability so that you can explore and not, f- you know, and feel like that's an okay place to be. I thought that's an, an, a really essential element. And I would imagine that's a lot of the work that you do at the Northfield Arts Guild is uh, working on those those elements. I should tell our listeners, uh, this is Paula Granquist. We're here in the Art Zany Radio Studio. Today we are talking about the Northfield Arts Guild and visiting with Madison Hughes and Anna Olson. And uh, we're talking about a couple different shows that are upcoming, Bright Star, the Northfield All School Art Show, and the Imagination Celebration. So maybe each of you could tell me a little bit about uh, you're both new to your jobs and um, how much of building relationships and you know nurturing creativity has been at, at core to what you're doing. Yeah, I can say um, building relationships with artists is super important uh, in my job. Um, right when I started, there was the studio art tour 
Um, and I remember going around to a lot of the artist studios. I hit up every studio during tour. Oh my goodness, you <laughs> that is a difficult thing to do. That's like could, a, <laughs> a bucket list checkoff every studio during our tour. Because it's three days and there's 20 plus, I don't even remember. Yeah. I think I saw you on the, on the yeah. tour and I did not hit all of them, even though I wanted to. So congratulations. <laughs> but I, I ran around all weekend um, and it was a lot of introducing myself but it was a super good experience and really good for uh, relationship building and also inspiring creativity because I was seeing so much of their art and their studios and how they worked and um, that and a lot of other things have been a foundation to how I do my job here because being able to connect artists to other artists uh, helps with creativity and knowing who the artists are um, really helps me uh, think about shows that we could do in the future. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's something that is integral to <laughs> this position is building relationships within the community and those relationships themselves inspire creativity. I, yeah, that's an important piece. Uh, well, I have not been to all of my <laughs> people's houses. Um, I think they might get a little cranky if I started showing up at their doors. But um, yeah, I've uh, had some great times building relationships with the, like the theater committee, which is um, the group that kind of helps worth um, everything at the theater. So even building maintenance to box office to picking the season. Um, we have a great group of people who uh, work on that. So working with them to choose the next season and um, kind of putting on Bright Star, everything has just been going well. Um, another group that I work uh, with is the CBRO, the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra. <clears throat> And they are also um, coming up with a concert here soon. Originally, we were going to have it the first weekend of March, but we've decided to move it to April 2nd and 3rd, so we have a little more time. Um, but that is also a wonderful group to work with and build relationships. And what I'm seeing more and more is that, um, especially with CVRO, we have the musicians that play with us regularly, and then we have musicians that will come in for a concert and then come back for another concert, and, and people kind of circle in and out, but they keep returning and keep coming back to, to work with CVRO here in Northfield. And I think it's the same with theater. We kind mm -hmm. of draw people from multiple different areas, and so it's really nice to build those um, multi-community relationships as well. Yeah, that is true. And I think, you know, being able to attract people to audition mm -hmm. and, you know, do tech and you know, the musicians, there's a lot of that crossover again. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a great place for any artist in, in the theater world, definitely, and in music and everything. Maybe now would be a good time we could uh, take a... Um, just a little break and listen to some more of that music. I pulled up another song. This is the one we, you mentioned. It's not in the show, but it is kind of the foundation, the Sarah yeah. Jane and the Iron Mountain Baby. Great. And so we'll take a listen to a bit of, again, Steve Martin, Edie Brickell. This is another Coffeehouse uh, Sirius XM uh, acoustic uh, uh, performance, let's say. And uh, let's, let's just take a listen and enjoy some of this music. Said he heard a little cry and he found him in a suitcase. Fifty feet down from the train to the ground, it's a miracle that he survived. What are the chances that a man will be standing there and taking home to his wife? Sarah. 
Again, Edie Brickell, Steve Martin. Wasn't that kind of amazing? I think you can't just help, uh, you know, singing along and hearing the tunes, hearing the, um, the, the sounds and wanting to get immersed in that, that there's something captivating. So they've definitely got something when they talk about that. And during, during that, that music, we were talking about the, you know, kind of how that story kind of became a folk tale. Mm-hmm. Or a, I, I just tell us a little more because I think it's kind <laughs> of a, 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 maybe it's an Americana thing. I don't know if it happened elsewhere in other parts of the world. But yeah, so the story is 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 a true well the the true story of the baby being thrown by from the train and and someone finding and picking him up. Um, if you you know go to Wikipedia, there's they give you the the name and there's some history to it. Um, but the interesting thing that we were talking about was that when this started spreading, and obviously it probably spread a little bit slower than it, it would nowadays. It didn't just, you know, blow up on Twitter or anything. Um, but people started coming forward and saying, oh, that's my baby. Oh, that's my baby. And the, the couple that found him were basically like, no, if, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep him and raise him as our own. And um, but it was just interesting how people just really, you hear the story that is, that is so kind of common in a way. Um, Part of the the man's name when they when they named the child um, 
pulled from the river, they one of his middle names was Moses. Mm-hmm. And it was this connection to he was found near a river. And I think just that timelessness of this classic story, um, people wanted to be a part of it. And so that's probably one of the reasons it spread so much and people said, oh, it was my baby. Yeah, that's kind of a, a wonderful piece of it that makes it more a universal story. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's also a happy ending, right? And yes. People like to, like to see that. Yeah. And so uh, for the show Bart, Bright Star, we should mention it opens March 4th. Yes, March 4th. Three weekends. Yes, three weekends. I'm really excited about that. So it's uh, starting March 4th, um, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays until March 20th. And the Friday and Saturday shows are at 7.30 p.m. The Sunday shows are at 2 p.m. So folks can go online now and get tickets or come into the Guild? Yes, both. Uh, tickets are on sale online, so you can pick them up there. Um, you can also call the Guild during our shop hours or come into the shop and we can um, set you up with tickets. Uh, one thing we do want to mention is that we are still requiring uh, masking indoors. So d- in the theater, everyone will be masked. Um, as well as uh, proof of vaccination when you come in and booster if you are eligible. So make sure you have all that stuff ready to go as you're coming to the theater, but we're excited to see you, excited to be back. That's how part of our agreement of getting back on stage is being able to make that happen and keep everybody safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted, you wanted to make a quick note, too, about the actors on stage? Yes, so our hope is that the actors on stage will be able to be unmasked, and we have been uh, very clear with our actors and with our community about their uh, guidelines for, you know, what should you do if you're feeling sick and you have, you're supposed to be at rehearsal tonight and making sure they know you should stay home, you should do whatever you need to do, get tested, feel better. Um, and then we're, we're doing a lot of contact tracing, making sure everyone's feeling safe when they're back on the show. And so our, our goal with the audience masking with being boosted is that our actors will then be protected, that they will be able to be on stage, unmasked, really performing their hearts out for you and not have to worry about risking any any of their own health or their children's health or any other family. So we can hear their beautiful voices, mm-hmm. too. I know my son during the pandemic did a concert with the, the choir masks, and it's beautiful, but not quite the same. Yep. So that's, a, and there'll be, you know, distance between the stage and the audience, too. So everybody will mm-hmm. have that uh, ability to feel safe. Yes. And that's an important part of it. And I bet those tickets are going to go quickly. So folks should, pro- even though March feels like it might be, <laughs> it's not. It's next week. Yeah, it's, I realized that yesterday. I was like, oh, it's, you know, today's Friday now, and it's it, March is one week away, technically. So, yes, get your tickets now. Um, it is $18 for adults and $13 for students and seniors, and uh, we hope we can see you there. It'll be spectacular. I think even just having the audience be together, you know, I've mm-hmm. watched some shows on Zoom, and it's delightful, but there is something about be having an experience that's live. Yeah, it's definitely a different experience being able to sit. Uh, with other people who are there to enjoy live theater and the applause and the, you know, standing ovations. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, could, uh, very possible. Very possible. We'll mm-hmm. all be very excited to be <laughs> together. And then this show, the uh, All School Art Show, kind of inspires or has a, its own celebration, the Imagination mm-hmm. Celebration, which I adore. Tell us more <laughs> about that, Madison. <laughs> yeah, so the Imagination Celebration will be uh, February 26th. That uh, is a Saturday. It will be 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, the past couple years, we've had a e imagination <laughs> celebration. Um, 
And that has been virtual, but we are back in person this year, so you can come to the Guild. Uh, local art teachers will be in the gallery to answer any questions you have about all of the art in there. Uh, we're also going to have open art, some art-making activities, as well as some performance-based activities upstairs. Um, so it should be a really uh, fun day, uh, and you can get inspired by all of the art in our gallery right now. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, one thing we didn't mention is a, a, a new element were QR codes on a lot of the teachers' yes. uh, notes that you I can... I didn't notice that when I walked through oh, it. Yeah, some of the teachers even that's have so cool. uh, QR codes that you can scan to send a comment to mm -hmm. the artist. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they're trying that out uh, this year. It's not all of the um, schools, but it's some of them and so you, I would bring your phone and you can <laughs> send a comment to a blooming artist. And that is a really amazing thing. And some of the students even did artist statements. Mm -hmm. uh, that was one, one of the elementary schools. And those um, really caught my attention because they're just so honest and uh, they are endearing and uh, they talk about the materials they used and they talked about what was hard and they talked about um, what they um, hoped for the, the image and, and that just adds. So there's lots of elements. This is why I think it's a show that you can go and see multiple times. Yes. And then the Imagination Celebration is the big day where everybody will be there and uh, hopefully everyone will learn more about the Northfield Arts Guild mm -hmm. because I imagine spring classes and shows and productions are already in the works. Yes. Yeah. Um so we're hoping to bring everyone into the guild and you can get inspired and you can pick up a catalog for our spring mm -hmm. classes and such. Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, one thing we can look forward to. And so maybe now's the time that you want to kind of immerse yourself in mm -hmm. some uh, act, art activities to try something new. And if you aren't inspired by these kids and their work, then... I don't know. I <laughs> then, then come to me, and we'll find we'll find a way to spark that imagination because it, it almost it's it, you know it reminds you that um, when you see a show like this that you are we're all beginners and being a beginner is okay. Yeah, and that there's energy in that, and that there's a possibility, and just just the um, way that they have um, you know. Uh, put these works out for the world is uh, just a treasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and there aren't a lot of communities, I think, that, that celebrate that those beginnings in this way. And that, I think, is what makes it incredible. Anything else we've missed that you want to share about the, either of the shows or upcoming events or the Arts Guild? Anything we uh, want to cover before we wrap today? Looks like we've Nothing got it. Nothing for me. <laughs> I think we've got it. We, yeah, it's gonna, and, and and that's the goal is right to uh, um, encourage people to participate, to you know be a supporter of the arts, to be a participant in the arts, whatever your comfort level is. There's some great people uh, out there mm -hmm. that, um, and we all need those connections again. Yeah, I, I think that's what we're all craving. I, it, it is a point where you're in that transition of, um, you know, we've all been kind of. In our little bubbles. And so now we mm -hmm. get, this is a way, art is a way to open up a bit. Yes. 
And so thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank you for having us. Are you, uh, Madison Hughes and Anna Olson from the Northfield Arts Guild. It's been a joy to be able to uh, be here with you and all of our new equipment. <laughs> I'm just... Like, wow, I guess I got to go take some tutorials, too. <laughs> there's, apparently, there's some new, incredible uh, capabilities that uh, I have yet to discover. So that will be quite a joy. So, folks, this is Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. I thank you. It really is a pleasure to have these conversations. I hope that it inspires you and uh you know, keeps you uh, exploring your imagination. And of course, I always want you to know that um, you need to find some time for Art Zane in your life. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany. Your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877.